Good morning and welcome to another episode of Morning Fog with Dr. Mark and Liz. Good morning, Good morning Liz. Mark. Good morning. I'm talking over you. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing very well. And uh, it's it's hard to uh, to talk over the booming voice of Dr. Mark, but always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my morning started, as I've been telling you for the last couple of mornings, for whatever reason, my cat has decided that 5.30 is the wake-up time, and he's going to sing arias and uh, go on and on and on, walking all over my stomach and my chest until until I pet him, and then he falls asleep. And uh, so, you know, that's my morning. But hey, I'm here, happy to talk to everybody, excited about part two of our creating aligned and unstoppable teams. Exactly. And the last episode... We talked about what an unstoppable team was and why alignment sort of helps with that and the importance of the first of four pillars or uh, corner posts, and that's creating alignment, particularly in vision and purpose. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of creating culture, but not just any culture. And yes, culture is important, but a culture of really trustworthy team members of trust Mm -hmm. and accountability and that trust is the foundation of a very successful team i actually uh my coach uh, is a navy seal and um he's the one who told me about this as this sort of head nod of what that meant and it's you know my life is in your hands your life is in mine we're trusting each other with our an actual existence, not just whether or not we make money or the project works. I go home at the end of the day based upon my trust that you will do your job and have my back. And you will go home at the end of the day, trusting that I will do my job and that I will cover your back. And that's a level of trust that most people don't have. But even in a non-combat um, situation, you can create that level of trust. And if you do, really amazing magic starts to happen. So one of the great things about trust that I don't think people understand is that when you trust somebody, you're willing to take risks. You know, have, I'm sure we all did this when we were younger. Did you ever did? Well, maybe not all of us, but the trust fall. And it's, I remember when I was in a, uh, I was a peer leader and you have to do all this training to be a peer leader in high school. And one of the things that you do is you do the trust fall and you just have to trust that that person is going to catch you. And that part of the reason we were doing those trust falls is because our counselors were trying to bring us together as a team of peers who could then represent the high school and help the other kids. So taking that to uh, your personal life or taking that to business, if you know that you can trust your team and if you know that you could turn around and fall into their arms uh, and that they're going to catch you, you can pretty much do anything. That is, that's the foundation for, for everything. So you know, you'll, you'll take more risks because you trust them. You'll probably collaborate uh, more openly because that trust is there. So trust is really, um, it is, it's the foundation. If you don't have that, you can't move forward on some of the other things. Which is one of the reasons that when we work with businesses and high performing teams, uh, when we work with smaller teams, couples, we talk a lot about the human energy spectrum because you know, level two energy that's sort of the fighter in there is, you know, part of that is, well, you know, I'm going to win. 
I don't care if I stab you in the back. I don't care if I pull the rug out from under you, but I'm going to win. I'm going to win first. Whatever happens after me is, is fine, but you know, and so many in business are like that. And that's not trustworthy. Um, when you get up to higher levels of energy of, of three and four, now you start to say, look, we can all win together, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, I'm not going to stab you in the back. I'm not going to keep you from winning, but I'm going to try to win first. Well, that's sort of a middle ground. It's still not necessarily good. But if you get to that point, of, hey, we can all win. We're doing this. We're in this together. And that's why we coach around that human energy spectrum, because it really does make a uh, make a difference. Well, and it, when you when you when there is that strong trust, you also are there to be able to be supportive of one another when things go awry. I mean, what, you know, businesses that are successful weren't, you know, there's always squiggly lines is how they got to where they did. It's not always going to be a perfect ride. And if you know that when hiccups happen, that, you know, your leaders are going to stand up for you, that your, that, um, that your teammates are going to stand up for you. Uh, that's really important. That's that trust that you all, you know, you not only have each other's backs, but you're also there to sort of lift each other up when somebody's stumbled or if the whole team stumbles, you can help each other get up together. Yeah, I remember. And, and uh, you know, just as one brief example, when, when I was um, uh, in the operating room and uh, I had a, uh, an interventional pulmonary therapy uh, assistant with me, you know, I said, you know, my, my job was to take the arrows that were shot at her hmm. because I can take the arrows where there would be more, quote unquote, injurious to her. Um, the other thing was, is that whenever anything goes right as the leader, it's your team's win. Mm -hmm. It's go right. It's because of them. When things go wrong, it's because of you. When things go wrong, it was because of me. You take those hits. You go back and you tell the team how we have to change, how we have to move forward, et cetera. But you don't throw the team under the bus in order to make yourself look good. That doesn't create trust. No. Take those hits publicly and then tutor, mentor, coach in mm -hmm. private, address and have them move forward. And again, that builds trust. And that's huge. And what you did in that moment was you actually showed your team that, that they mattered. You actually uh, empowered your teammates by doing that. You validated them by saying, you know, I'm your leader. I'm going to, I represent this team. And I've got your back and yeah, I'm going to talk to you about it afterward, but I'm not going to let you sit there and take arrows from somebody while we're in the middle of a major procedure. No, we're going to keep going. Yeah. And or, so or, or after, or after something, something untoward happens, something, you know, uh, bad happens, you know, tell you what, that's, that's my fault. You know, um, Hey, wow. We just, we just, you know, uh, saved someone we didn't think we could save. That's my team's, that's my team's job. They did a great job in there. Yeah. I didn't save them. The team did. Right. That's and huge. That's huge. When you can trust the team from the top to the bottom and the bottom of the top. And that's really all that, that we're talking about here. So, so again, the, the point of this four part podcast is to understand how to create an unstoppable team. And you need to do that. But you Go need ahead. to do that. You need to be aligned and you need to have trust. Now the question is, how do you build it? How do you build that trust? Exactly. And how do you create that trust? Well, one of the first things, and we're going to, it's so important. It's actually one of the corner pins. So we're going to mention it here, but we're actually not going to spend a lot of time on it. That's effective communication. 
you have got to effectively communicate to build trust among members of the team. Mm-hmm. And effective communication needs to be open, needs to be honest. It needs to have the, you know, the loop closed so that people know that you have actually heard what they have to say and that you're executing on it or why you are not executing on it. It needs to have active listening. There's a lot of things that go into effective communication. That's another part of this, but it is not, uh, you know, all we're going to spend on today. No, but it's also important to know that by, by having that open and honest communication, then people feel comfortable sharing their thoughts and ideas. I mean, if you're on a team and you feel that you have to hold yourself back and how many people we've talked to who have felt this before. So you're on a team, people are sort of voicing, voicing their concerns or their desires or whatever, their, their values, their mission, and you don't feel comfortable, then you're not in a high performing team because the leaders did not make that team understand that every member of that team matters, that you are valuable, that you are part of creating something bigger and that you all have a voice. Yep. No, exactly. And again, there's, there's some, there's some secrets uh, that we'll share in the next uh, uh, podcast um, about making sure that everyone has the opportunity to share thoughts and ideas and, and to feel heard. But the important aspect is, is understanding that you've got to communicate and you've got to value every person on the team so they feel a part of that team. As a leader, you will need to make a final decision, but you may not have the best idea. You know, I, I remember when I was um, uh, rounding in the ICU with medical students and nursing students and residents and fellows, and you'd have a particular challenging case. And, you know, uh, you would, uh, I would ask, a lot of the attendings would ask, you know, you know what, what do you think is going on? And you'd be talking about it. And one of the med students or one of the nursing students would pop their hand up and say, but why isn't it this? Or couldn't it be that? And if you were smart, you would stop and pause because oftentimes they were correct. And the reason is they didn't have blinders on that kept them focused on what they thought and preformed ideas but rather they didn't have all those other contextual experiences. All they had were the pieces of data that they had memorized and they will see something that you don't. So every person on the team does add massive value to that team. So another thing uh, when you're trying to build that trust is to, or create that trust is to foster transparency. When you're transparent with your team, whether it's about, your team's strengths or your team's weaknesses. Transparency just makes people feel that if they're informed, then then they feel more invested in what their role is in the team. So that is a part of building trust. Uh, and on, on top of it, they're better equipped to contribute to their work. Like if you know everything that's going on and there are no secrets, you're definitely going to be more open to uh speaking up and feeling like you can share your, your concerns. And that, that leads to the next one, which is to encourage vulnerability. I mean, everybody thinks vulnerability is a weakness, but it is one of the biggest strengths. The minute that you could share what you're really thinking and feeling uh, in a safe space, again, high-performing team, safe space, because you're supposed to be able to be, have that trust and that vulnerability by being able to just share your concerns, share your fears, share your doubts, Share your ideas. 
you know, a lot of times people who are lower on the totem pole are afraid to share their ideas. And you just told a perfect story, Mark, about you're in, you're visiting patients and you, this one is having a challenge and you ask the, in a sense, the lowest on the totem pole, this, this people that are training and they may be right. They may have a really valid um, answer. So being able to uh, foster that, that transparency and foster that vulnerability. So people on the team feel comfortable uh, sharing their voice and their thoughts. Exactly. That's, that is so critical. And it, everyone wants to be seen, heard, and understood. And when you are being seen, when you're being heard, when you're being understood or people are working hard to understand you, you will feel trust and the team will become trustworthy. And all this helps to build empathy. It helps to build mm-hmm. understanding among each other. And that empathy is what starts to tie a team together. Yep. It's no longer you and me. It is we, and then it is us. So when you can move to the me, to the we, to the us, that becomes a real team. And as you move into the us, those relationships are stronger and the collaborative dynamic, the team dynamic mm-hmm. starts to unfold. And as it unfolds, it actually refolds stronger, better. Yes. And, and again, this is a communication thing because part of it is, is now you're at a place where you can actively listen, where you're where you're not listening to interrupt, where you're not listening to share just what your thoughts are, where you're actively listening to your teammates. Again, so everybody has a voice. And then you can ask questions. Part of active listening is not just sitting back and saying, okay, I'm just gonna shut up and let them talk and and go on and on. No, active listening is then to say, okay, so I hear, I think you're saying this. Well, what about if we add this to it uh, or, uh, it's an opportunity for the person who's speaking to say, actually, it's not what I meant. So let me re- reframe what I said so you can understand what I'm saying better. You know, we're not always the best. We're, communication is not something we're born with. It's a skill set that some of us have more of naturally than others, but it's something that you have to work on. It is uh, something to work on all the time because it involves everything that we do every day. Everything we do involves communication. Exactly. The other thing that's building significant trust is when you know that there is a consistent message from the top. Mm. There's consistency among the team members. And by the way, it doesn't mean that everything has to be, you know, um, uh, rubber stamped, that there's no disagreement, there's no movement. But on things that are important, Mm -hmm. there's consistency. Consistency in action, consistency in being trustworthy, consistency in your follow through, in your in your in your approach, your core values. Mm-hmm. That consistency creates reliability, and reliability creates trust. And when team members are trustworthy, again, magic starts to happen. And these steps consistency, reliability, trustworthiness are essential for building this high-performing team. 
And then what is the last thing the team needs to really do in order to create that trust? You have to have accountability. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're a parent, uh, whether you're a, um, uh, an employee, whether you're a leader, uh, whatever your role is in life and wherever, you know, wherever you're trying to build this type of, of unstoppable team, you need to have accountability because if you don't have accountability, then people sort of forget to accomplish things. You know, there's nothing more, I think, at least for me, because I'm a type A personality, there's nothing more pleasing to me, exactly, pleasing to me than when we can leave a session with um, a team that we're working with, whether it's um, in business or it's a couple or even an individual where they have goals that they've set for the week, goals that they're going to reach towards. And then we get to hold them accountable for it. And we get to say, did you do it? And if you didn't, why didn't you do it? What got in the way? Or if you did do it, great. Why did that work so well for you? Okay. Now we know that this is part of what you can bring to the team. You're really good at this. So that accountability is, is not just for how things are going well. It's also for why things aren't going well too. So you can understand how to reshape and remold and move forward. You need to have a culture. You need to have a mindset of not only growth, but of continuous never-ending improvement. I was waiting for you to bring up the can I. Yes. Yes. That's it. Can I continuous and never-ending improvement. Whether you're an individual, whether you're a small team, a large team, or a corporation. The only thing that we are perfect in is our imperfection. We will create errors. All processes designed by humans will have an error in the process. And we need to have an approach of continuous and never-ending improvement. Uh, that is the foundation of uh, many systems, but certainly Six Sigma. We need to be able to define, measure, and analyze what is going on. And then we have to improve it. And that cycle is continuous and recurrent. And it's critical. Not just for processes as far as the business and productivity, but it's also critical for honing for curating, for polishing a team. Again, if we go back to our, some of our national heroes, Navy SEALs, the Green Berets, the Air Force Pararescue, Force Recon, they practice the same thing over and over and over and over again, ad nauseum, ad infinitum, why? because it is only in that cycle of continuous work of looking to hone and find a never ending improvement point that you have that level of performance. And when you have that level of performance and you bring it in, whether it's into the operating room or into the boardroom or into building houses or skyscrapers, the fact is, is that you will have a team that's not only unstoppable, but will deliver more value to more people than anyone else can or will in whatever profession you're in. Well, on that note, I think we're going to end this episode. This is a great episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Get ready for part three and part four in the next week or two. And uh, Mark, I wish you a wonderful rest of your day. Have an absolutely epic day. Talk soon. Bye-bye.